In less than a year, our podcast has gone from an average of 10,000 downloads a month to 50,000 downloads. What made the difference? You leaving us a five-star review. The more positive reviews, the more the algorithm picks us up, and more people are confronted by the law and gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us press forward the crown rights of King Jesus by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks. The person and work of Jesus. Have you ever heard that phrase? Trusting in the person and work of Jesus. This is what that phrase means in its simplicity. Because there's a lot of things that get thrown around, platitudes, and sometimes, you know, we'll go 50 years without something being defined. And everybody's doing the what, but they've forgotten the why. And then all of a sudden the church begins to slide and compromise because we stop teaching the why. And we get mad about the laser lights and the smoke machines, you know, in Sunday worship. But pastors a long time ago, long before the smoke machines made their way into the Sunday service, pastors were going through the liturgy but not explaining to the congregants why they did so. And their children forgot. And their children began to reject. They began to kick against the goads. And they thought they were doing it even in a passion and zeal for Christ. Because it just seemed like the traditions of men because the traditions had no longer been explained. So what's the person and work of Jesus Christ in simplicity, the person speaks to the fact that he is the God-man. So when we say trusting in the person and work of Jesus, we're saying we trust that Jesus is fully God, fully man. We're speaking of the incarnation. We're speaking of his deity and his humanity. We're speaking that he is eternal, that he's eternally begotten, not made. Jesus is not the first among creatures, but he is the creator who is to be forever praised. Amen that for him and by him and through him, all things that have been made were made. And in him, all things that have been made are being held together. Hebrews 1 says this. Colossians says this. Jesus is God. Creator God. Eternal God. Second member of the Godhead. But he is also man. Not partially man, but fully man. So that he is able to represent man. In his godness, he could pay the infinite penalty of the sins of his people. In his manness, he is able to accurately represent people. Fully God and fully man. And he is forever the God-man. Still, in now, the glorified human flesh at the right hand of the Father, resurrected, not just revived, but truly resurrected and glorified as a first fruits of what all those who trust in him will one day receive. The glorification and resurrection of our own bodies, these bodies, not new bodies meaning another body, but new bodies meaning this body made new. And I believe the same doctrinally for this earth, for that matter. Not annihilated, disintegrated, and burned up in a literal sense, but this world made new. That all creation cries out with groans and eager expectations for the sons of God to be revealed, for in their restoration, the cosmos will be restored as well. That the creation is not crying out with eager groans and expectations for a mercy killing, to be taken out back behind the woodshed and put down by God, so that the sons of God can now replace the creation, but rather as the sons of God are restored and renewed, so too mountains and rivers and trees will be renewed as well. That we will live 
in heaven with God, but one day at the final culmination of human history that the new heavens will come to this earth made new and that we will see things that are strikingly familiar to us, but now glorified. I know that mountain range, but it never looked like that. Now I see it in its true majesty. I know this river. I used to fish in it when I was a kid. Now look at it. Jesus is the God-man, the person of Jesus. His work, life, sinless. And not only an absence of sin, but a presence and fulfillment of all righteousness. Not only avoiding sin, but obeying all the commandments of God, his Father. This is what Jesus says to John the Baptist. When John says, I can't baptize you. I'm not worthy. And Jesus says, you must to fulfill all righteousness. It is not only Jesus' passive obedience, his willingness to die as a substitute on the cross for you and I, but also his active obedience, as John Owen and the reformers would argue, that he actively obeyed and fulfilled all the commandments of God in his life. Not only was his death obedience to God, but he lived a life of obedience. So his life, his death, and his death not as a mere example of sacrificial love, but his life as payment, atonement, propitiation, as penal substitutionary atonement. He died as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He died in our place. His resurrection, not as a mere metaphor, speaking to the power and the triumph of the human spirit, but his literal bodily resurrection from the dead and his ascension in glory and majesty and power and authority. That he is raised before people's very eyes and then hidden behind the clouds as he enters into heaven to be seated, to sit down at his Father's right hand. And right before he does this, he says all authority, not just in the 17th dimension, but on earth and in heaven has been given to me. So you will go in obedience to my commands, making disciples, and you will be successful. And you will disciple nations. And in discipling them, you will not only preach the gospel for conversion and their baptism, but then you will teach them theonomy to obey all my commands. And this is not separate, but included in the Great Commission. This is the work of Jesus and the work which he still does that he intercedes on our behalf, is praying for his own and promises one day to finally and physically return. The person and work of Jesus, who he is, the God-man, what he's done, life, death, resurrection, ascension, and promised return. This is the person and work of Jesus. This is the truth test. Do you believe the truth in these issues? You can be wrong about other things. We should strive to be right in all things, to believe the sufficiency of Scripture in all things.